Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. I was having lunch yesterday at one of our rectories. I was there with the priests, and in the course of the conversation, they told me that it's kind of their evening ritual after dinner to watch Family Feud. And I was thinking about that show and I was thinking about this homily today. You know how it goes, right? They have the two families. Somebody comes up. There's a board behind. We're watching the board. And the host says, we've surveyed 100 audience members. What are the top three answers for this question? So I was thinking, what if the question was the top three answers for what are the difficulties in prayer? So I want you to see how you do on this. Because I've, I've surveyed the answers over the years. <laughs> so, number one answer. I'm too busy. Then the thing goes ding, ding. <clears throat> number two answer. Too many distractions. There's a second one. And the third one, I don't know how to pray. It doesn't mean they don't know how to say prayers, but we're talking about a real dialogue with God. In my experience, those are the top three answers. So here is Jesus' disciples. We get a window into this beautiful moment when Jesus is praying, and then one of his disciples asks him, Lord, teach us to pray. And we get to hear the answer. So the things that Jesus talks about, he actually gives them a prayer that we say it's central to us as Christians. We say it multiple times a day in the prayer of the church. It's said in morning prayer, it's said in evening prayer, and it's said at every mass. He taught us those words. But then he goes on to talk about prayer and some tips. He tells them, persist. He tells this little story. When you're going to relate to God, you just can't give up. Keep at it. Even when it feels like you're not getting the answer yet, keep going. So he's telling them to persevere. It's easy to pray when the answers are coming immediately. But he's telling them to persevere because here's a difficult situation. Midnight, they're all sleeping. You know, when they're sleeping, what he means is they usually slept on the ground. So they're all sleeping together. So if he gets up, he's waking everybody up. And then he tells them how much God wants this. What father would give their son a snake when he asks for a fish? If you know how to give good gifts, how much more does your father? He really wants this communication with us. He starts out the prayer with, we say, Father. In Aramaic, it's Abba. The closest translation in English to Abba is not really Father. Even though Jesus is telling us it's okay to pray with him intimately, he wants you to pray intimately. We don't feel good about that. We just like, it's like, it's like when I became a priest, I taught the seminarians and I would tell them, you don't have to call me Father or Monsignor anymore. You're a priest now, you can call me Mike. You know what they say? Yes, Monsignor. <laughs> 
Well, that's kind of how we are. You know what the closest translation in English is? It's really probably dead. Jesus wanted us to talk to the father like he did. Dad. Yeah, that's what the Lord wants us to do. But we don't feel right for that yet. So those are the things he tells us. So I want to share just a brief few thoughts here. This is actually out of a talk I give called The Essence of Prayer. It's a much longer talk, so it's, you're going to get a very abridged version. I love this book called The Essence of Prayer by Sister Ruth Burroughs. She's a Carmelite nun who lives in England. She's a great spiritual person, profound. She writes beautifully. I don't always recommend this book, though, because it's a little heavy. Not that it's uh, got too big of words in it, but she's talking about such profound, sublime realities. I usually have to read each chapter twice to be able to get, oh my gosh, that's what she means. So I don't, it's not that I'm not recommending it, but it's not a, like a simple read. Here's what she said on page one. This like rocked me when I heard it. It, it just changed my whole perception, and, and I hope it does for you too. So she doesn't waste any time. Page one. It's a few sentences, so hang in there with it. Almost always, when we talk about prayer, we are thinking of something that we do. And from that standpoint, questions, problems, confusion, discouragement, illusions multiply. For me, and here's the big shift, it is of fundamental importance to correct this view. Our Christian knowledge assures us that prayer is essentially what God does. How God addresses us, looks at us. It is not primarily something we are doing to God, something we are giving to God, but what God is doing for us. And what God is doing for us is giving us the divine self in love. So when I heard that, I thought, I do exactly what she's saying it's not. And I think a lot of other people do too. Watch this now, you're gonna catch it in your own language from this point on, I hope. We'll say things like, I don't think I prayed well today. There it is, right there. I'm talking about what I'm doing. Or, I'm not getting anything out of this. There it is again. Or uh, people will say the thing about distractions. I couldn't have prayed well today. All I was thinking about was the grocery store and everything else. Ruth Burroughs says, most of the time when we pray, it's going to feel like we didn't pray well. Or it's going to feel like we didn't pray at all. She said, that's the same mentality. Here's the three things that she says. I'm, I'm going to change the words a little bit because I think I like this um, version of them a little bit better. We've got three things we're in charge of in prayer. The first one is fidelity. To be there. To make sure I give some time to prayer. And this is not just saying my prayers, which I could pray this way if I'm really thinking through those prayers and I'm but this is more like telling God about my life. So fidelity, I show up. 
There's a Jesuit priest I know, he's marvelous. And he does the examine that the Jesuits do in their lives. They, every day, they take some time and think about, where did I meet God today? Where did I fail today? How are you calling me, Lord, to convert my heart? They do that every day, at least once a day. So what he does at the end of his uh, exam, and he told us this, he's talking to God. So at the end of it, he'll say, God, I'll meet you tomorrow at 4 p.m. And he's told us, the reason I do that is because I know at 4 p.m. tomorrow, God's going to be there. And I don't want to disappoint him. So it keeps him on track to pray the next day. See, it keeps it out of an exercise like we're going to the gym. This is a relationship. It's a communication. And it's mysterious. Number two is what I would call openness. So the first one I could use a scripture quote for, it would be, here I am, Lord. That's the fidelity. For this one, openness, it's from Samuel in the Old Testament. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So even though I may not be able to feel like I can open my heart up all the way, can I open up a crack? Can I say, Lord, you come to me. Let me know what I need to hear. Don't let me keep a closed door. Because it can happen that when we pray, we pray with like a closed door. I'm talking on my side, but the door is closed. I say all my prayers, and then I finish praying. If the door is not open, I can't hear anything back, either in my thoughts or my feelings, later on in the day. So openness. And here's the cool thing, I think. If you leave a little bit of openness every day in your prayer, a little time to just listen, you sit quietly, and, you, and I'm not talking. I'm just trying to be still and quiet and knowing that God is right with me. Even though nothing may come at that time, we're disposing ourselves to be able to hear God all through the day. And eventually, people who practice this, you could really say they're praying all day long. They're in a, some of you may have this going on already. You talk to God in the car, talk to him as God's things going on and you're listening. That's you're learning how to pray all day long. So the second one is openness. The third one is really surrender. And the scripture verse for this is the one that Jesus used from the cross. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. Like Mary's fiat, let it be done to me according to your word. That's our part. Everything else is God's. So it's about fidelity. Here I am, Lord. It's openness. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And finally, it's surrendering to his will. It's offering. It's a giving into your hands. I commend my spirit. Now, a prayer. I'll close up on this. You may have heard this prayer before. A lot of people relate to this prayer. It's written by Thomas Merton, who is a Cistercian monk. And this comes in his book called The Thoughts in Solitude. It embodies all three of the things I talked about. My Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will 
does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always. Though I may seem to be lost in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.